3: And last thing I was like, where are my earphones? And then so I'm just going to use Wilders. They, they go with the T-shirt, they go with the badge.
2: Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's I was like, walk- oh, it's
3: only James, fuck it. I haven't even got the blue light in the back. I haven't got the <laughs> <line> down. <laughs> Apart from the fact that I can't sit. If you see me doing this, it's because I've had treatment on my ass again this morning. <laughs> <laughs> On it, not in what's it? going on then. <laughs> what have
2: you got? Have you got what What would what you what do they what do you think you have? Or what we know, what
3: kind of the issue is. So, um, I had that race denier, uh, in Andorra, Pika Pika, France, Pika, Pika. Mm. so yeah, 11,000 meters of climb in 100k. But since I, I had a race at the end of mm. June last weekend of June mm. where I felt a bit ropey and. Did all right, I was fitting that. And then um from that point I was just feeling like shit basically through the summer. Yeah. And uh so I had about a window of about three weeks to get fit for Pika Pika. So I was literally just going up and down, mm. like you probably saw like Trivan four times,
2: yeah, of when yeah. a couple
3: of times, those kind of reps because yeah. most of the climbs at Pika was 30%. Um yeah. and I just overdid it and uh, my SI joint got ended inflamed. Then the
1: event. Then did yeah. the
3: event. Um, weirdly, yeah. like I had some treatment before it and I couldn't really feel it in the event. I could feel that like mm-hmm. my, I didn't have any knee lift essentially. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe, but I didn't have the knee lift. And mm-hmm. I'm usually good at running downhill. I had to be really careful downhill. So the whole event was like, good to be there, but just got through what mm-hmm. I could. And then, I think mixed in with the traveling, like it's 14, 15 hours of traveling to drive back. And like that week, I could just feel it, everything tightening up again. So I can't yeah. complain too much about the event, but afterwards I've paid for it. And so the SI joint, that's calmed down, that's loosened up, I've strengthened my core, hip flexors needed strengthening, but then it's left like like you like piriformis and that is just clinging on for dear life. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's just like got a clamp on my arse, basically. So, any bit of running, I have to be very Mm. careful to see where the point is where it's going to flare up and go, right, that's Mm. my limit. Go back to the strength. That's my limit. Go back to the strength. Yeah. 15 minutes in, let's introduce James Bezant, who has um, just, well, in the last few weeks, completed the world's toughest mountain race, Dragon's Back. Survived. It was the world's toughest mountain race at five days, so at six days it must must be. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> self-proclaimed world's toughest mountain race, not to take anything away from it. And, um, yeah, we're going to just talk, chat to James about why the dragon's back, how it went, and all that good stuff, mate. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, good, thank you. Um, yeah, survived is the key word of that. I don't think there's... Um... Yeah, well, there is obviously completion, but it's yeah the war of attrition. Unfortunately for me, with that with that bloody event.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, um, it's. Let's go back to the beginning then. Sorry. What, like, because um, obviously I've known you for a few years now, uh, James. Mm. I've worked with James as a coach, uh, that's why we've got probably a good relationship. <laughs> uh, but going into it, why the dragon's back and uh yeah just start with that. why why the dragon's back name
2: um a couple years ago well i'd say five or six years ago my cousin sent me a link to it he's welsh he's a classic welsh person very proud to be welsh you know he's always into his endurance stuff as well and he's like have a look at this event it's mega like and i looked at it and this was actually while I was serving in the marines right i remember him saying it and it, and he showed it to me and i was just like that. that is impossible. Just like when you watch those earlier editions, obviously when Burghals had it, you know, it wasn't as pretty as Montaigne do it nowadays. They do a great job, but back in the day, I think it was just a bit more raw, the footage that they showed, you know. And I just looked at that and I was just like, oh my God, that's Im- impossible. Anyway, started getting back into running about two years ago. Um, just, I wouldn't say it massively comes natural for me but i've always been able to run as in like it may not be fast or anything but i've always just been out if i wanted to i've always just been able to say crack a marathon so i know that is like not a bad place to start it's not going to be uh kipchoge times of course not but i've always had that sort of general fitness across the board um then started getting back into running a little bit and i just always like wanted to tick tick the box off of doing an ultra and then um in 2021 cousin messaged me and said oh remember sam skinner obviously someone you've done dragons back 2022 with he's running that event and i was like oh what and what was really weird about that is we were staying we've all me and hannah the missus have always had like a like a nice special relationship with wales we always go there every year like just nice little holiday hiking always around brecon beacons and what was really weird is we was there that weekend in september when it was day five so we're hiking around brecon beacons and i'm just like looking at all these weirdos like look at these people what are they doing selection or something i don't you know just like this like loon's just running around then i re then my cousin messaged me it was like weird he goes oh yeah sam's doing that race do you remember that race that i told you about and i was like oh that's it and then i just got glued it sort of ruined our holiday to be fair because when you sort of know someone in that event, it can be just so bloody consuming, right? And it's the first time. So first time I've ever looked into it. So I'm watching every YouTube video, I'm watching all the edits, you know, I'm just like learning who Helene with whatever her name is, the, the one who won it in like eight, 80 something. I'm like watching all that. And it like my missus is probably thinking, oh God, what the hell? And she just says to me, why don't you enter that? And I goes, oh, I could, you know, I could, I could enter that, can I? And then I spoke to a friend of mine who's a running coach and he just put me on the straight and narrow and goes, an event like that, he goes, I'm not going to lie to you, you need time in the legs. He goes, you could enter uh, the 2022, but he goes, I'll guarantee you, you'd absolutely struggle. You won't enjoy the event and you just will not have the time in your legs. I actually did that on the recent one as well. <laughs> but... Obviously, I finished it, which is the most important thing. And um, I took his advice, and then obviously I contact. I did an ultra, the Gower one, which was fantastic, great event. And then I contacted you for like some actual proper training and just a bit of like actual structure. So yeah, the race has been on my mind for two years, um, and I yeah. And then obviously I attended it and completed it and survived it just about um, this year. He, um
3: because it used to be every well when Shane revived it from the 90s or whenever early 90s it was then when he revived it it was every two years wasn't it so yeah it's it's a little bit like a poison chalice the fact that he he then added it every every single year because People get inspired and look at it, and then they, and it's it might be September when they're looking at it, or they might find it on YouTube and mm-hmm. before Christmas and go, "I'll enter it," which is great. But then they'll enter the next one, which is the following September. And yeah. like you said, when it was when it was a, a gap of two years, it's like one, I've got two years to train for this. Usually, yeah. Mm. Two, people go, "I can't fuck this up because it's only every two years. Plus, it's obviously." not cheap and all that kind of thing so sometimes I think it's not it's great from an event kind of point of view but yeah. we get to watch it or take part but I think back when it was every two years it was like right yeah I'm gonna give myself two years so you definitely did the right thing two years
2: is probably the minimum if you're not already been yeah. doing that kind of stuff for years and years. Yeah and, and you think I was basically a beginner again you know I, I've ran for years when I was younger in the Marines and stuff like that. But I haven't consistently ran a few times a week. Like it was like every other week doing a 5k or something, you know, just like just ticking over. So in my eyes, when I look at that, you're, you know, you're a beginner. Like you may have this general mm. fitness, which is good because you can work from that. But actually, when it comes to actual running, you're a beginner, you know? And when I look back at that now, it obviously with hindsight and what I'd advise to people is actually, I probably needed more time. I could have actually probably done with maybe another year or two, a few fifty milers in there, a hundred miler in there. You know, just more experience. Um, and I know I finished the event, and I get that. But looking back at it now, that's what I would have done differently. Just been fitter, stronger, more resilient with running. Yeah. There's. Like,
3: like you're looking at at the point of view of what I could have done better though, which is just natural, yeah. isn't it? Whereas you've got like, um, yeah, like the fact that you entered it and completed it at the first time of asking, you still got to give yourself enough credit for that. And if mm. you gave yourself enough time to get through it. Like like I say, like mm. I said to the other guys, like Barry and stuff that were doing it this year. If they'd have come to me and, and it's pie in the sky, it's like, no, you need more. That's usually what I say. It's not unachievable mm. you just need more time but yeah like you knew that you could well you were going to have to commit to it in terms of a few weekends away like uh, you're a personal mm. trainer so you were like you used to being in a gym you reduced that a little bit didn't you not work wise just mm. <laughs> lifting yeah. and change the way you were lifting and stuff like that and just gave yourself the best chance um when was when you entered i'm always interested like when you were going through the entry process was it excitement or did you did you have that you know like buyer's regret when you buy something
2: and you're like oh fuck yeah no was it buyer's remorse no nah, no nah, i was Not mega buyers, excited yeah. like as in on i think they release it like on the 10th of august and I, mm. I i I like waited for that like 10 o'clock 10th august and as soon as it was that moment that clock had went I just entered it straight away because I already you think I've been as you know well I don't know it that for me that that race is a bit, and I haven't done loads of events so I'll learn that over the years but it's an event for me that I used to think about every day with every run I used to think about it. I know because obviously you've done it when you've got a lot more experience under you so it's a different like you've got you had much more many more years in your legs. Do you know what I mean? So like, mm. when you're like that, like the pros or the elites, they can enter it with it six months to go, can't they? Cause they, they've just got mm. 20 years of running in their legs or, you know? Yeah. So I, I knew I sort of built myself up to, you know, like, um, not the year within the race, the year before that, like first, when I st- first, I yeah. working with you. I just knew that was the goal, right? Like, get to that event. No matter mm. what, build up slowly this year and then the last year, just let that event consume you as much as possible and just take it all in. I think I did about 10 reckeys now. When I look at that, you know, like all, all that time, all those weekends, which is that's actually all those the weekends that, that you I spent.
3: Miss. Yeah, I was going to say, like the, the weekends that you spent because we'll go through the train and then go through the race. Um, because I know how many weekends you spent going up there and stuff mm. like that, and like you live right down at the south, don't you? Um,
2: yeah, Portsmouth, basically.
3: How, how far is it to get
2: up to the Brecon Beacon, say, or how long does it take? It's like three and a half hours if you leave at like three in the morning, you can do that in a good stint, yeah. And like it's a really good place to visit. So, you were doing yeah. that, and and like I'll
3: still have people that won't go and wreck your race 45 minutes away. Sorry. I don't wow. have people. I speak to people, and then we end up not working yeah. together, maybe because like you need to go and get on the course yeah. or something. Or, mm. or if you can't, why can't you? And we'll make the best out of it. But you'd already you were telling me I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And if anything, yeah. I had to hold you back in terms of recies and yeah. needing to go and spend that time. Um, yeah. It, when you're already so like little recces, mini events, anyway. I was yeah. going to say, Sorry when about. you're going for those recies, is that. Because again, I, whether it's a Dragon's Back or whatever, sometimes it's a Reckeys that I enjoy way more, kind of thing. In terms of just enjoyment, obviously, you enjoy Dragon's Back because of the, because of the whole thing. But talk to me about the Reckeys. Would, would you say
2: it was a benefit? Could you have done, would you wish you'd done less, more? How'd it go? Um, massive benefit, especially knowing the better lines, because cause I went like 10 times. What I got to do, which is really fortunate, is like I got to take the routes that were the GPX they give you, and then I could visit it another time and do like the lines that you gave me, or like when I looked at say Simon Roberts or James Nobles, Chris Coates lines, and I looked at those like oh, so that was really actually important to do sort of both lines, which always um, for me I'm when it comes to something like an event or anything, I think, you know, being as best prepared as you possibly can and leaving no stone unturned is actually vital. So I know some people won't wrecky that event as in some people just actually choose not to, and then some people can't, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of them, let's say foreign runners. And I get that that's completely different to be fair, but I think, you know, if you're within five or six hours, I think you, you know, go and do it. And it's, and it's a, you know, it's a great couple of days out and it's really good training. Like we used to do what's it Friday, get there Thursday night, do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drive home Sunday, you know, um, make sure you go with people so you can sort of just do point to point because out and backs are just annoying trying to do the reckeys, you know? Um, but yeah. And, and that's actually what I was gonna say, like one of the bits I'll probably miss about this event is, you know going out on these weekends with other runners and stuff like that because it's just it's just it's just like it's quite rare terrain for me you know i, I just don't have that terrain like well she got so to day, it in yeah.
3: all different kind yeah. of what in all different
2: weather conditions as well didn't you mm. but it taught me about the, the key thing about the recce was didn't just teach me like the surround on my ground of the ground around you where to go but it taught me how to use certain bits of kit as well like the watch you know like i remember when i went up was it the glitters and i went up that mad face like i didn't follow the don't, i didn't go to the left the I was scrambling <laughs> in a storm like and i'm just looking at people like and they're, they, oh you've got all these people in like these special approach shoes and rope and you see me with a pair of hawkers in a bloody Solomon vest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, and, and that's when I realised, you know, I got to the top, got the kit on that I needed. And I was like, just looked at my watch and watched because that shows I'm on the path, but I'm actually too far zoomed out. So mm. I needed to zoom in and when I zoomed in, you know, I'm miles to the right. So just like little things like that, that are like a recce can do, you know, and then you bring it look. At, I remember after yeah. that
3: run with you and I remember I sent you that screenshot of just
2: your line. I was like, interesting line that mate. <laughs> <laughs> I lost so much time, honestly. But what was brilliant, I, I got to the top of the glitters that day and it was like clag. And then I just see this guy, he was like in a yellow innovate jacket, just hopping the rocks, looking like an absolute pro. And he just looked at me and stopped. He goes, Are you right, mate? And I goes, Yeah, I'm just trying to get to is it glitter for the, the, okay, the that checkpoint power, yeah. before you go into Penny Fower until you get to the penny path He goes, yeah, mate, don't go over the rocks, just handrail them. And then when he said that, like even bumping into him, and then I sort of followed him ish. And I was like, oh yeah, never. Because if you look, yeah, again, if you look at the GPX, and even if you're zoomed in, sometimes it will have you going over those sort of like false mm. um, summits, or whatever, wouldn't it? And actually that ground is fucking shit. You've got to. It's, yeah, the Rockies were good.
3: Having the GPX and everything is great, and it's essential to run that event now in the way that it's run. But at the same time, yeah. like you say, going over the ground and having the line there, but also having your head up. And it, you, you, I mean, it's not common sense. It's a little bit more than common sense. But like you say, those the big the big rock formation is sticking out of um, the, the glitters and stuff. Like you've got to remember mm. that GPX file is is what Shane and his team has set up as like the best route as a running runner. It might not be the shortest or whatever, but mm. yeah, it's the one that makes sense the most. So if you're ever climbing over something that you think you probably shouldn't be climbing over... That's unrunnable, uh, hang on a
2: minute. Should, which I did.
3: Yeah, should I be <laughs> 10 metres to the left where it looks a little bit more runnable, but it's not exactly on my
2: line of the watch? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: yeah, I definitely learned um, a lesson that day. So yeah, the, that just... um like that, even to doing that and having that glitch and losing all that time, trying to blink and scramble, but then it, you know, I got to the top and I was like, right, use your watch a bit better, you know, and obviously that's when I got the map out as well. And I was looking at like, you know, looking at um, like the icons, you know, the rocks as they mm. draw them on and then you see the path to the left. So you're like, oh yeah, don't go over it. <laughs> yeah. Like mm. things like that. So yeah, for me, I think. Yeah, but I think as well, when you come into the event, you just know what's coming up, and some people don't like that, but I think that's good, you know. If I know there's a honking hill coming, uh, you know, I'm eating and getting some caffeine on board straight away because I know that this is just this is just shit climb. So you know, yeah, those sorts of things as well. Streams, Everyone wants dragons, just hacks, hacks. dragons
3: back a little bit different because everyone wants some people want a slightly different experience i get it like you yeah. say if they want to go there, uh, map compass not not mm. seen 90 percent of the route and just have a journey that's brilliant but there's lots of people out there that are, might be knowing that they're going to either be chasing cutoffs or they just need to make mm. get through it the best way they can um yeah and all that kind of thing so so yeah get both sides when you're like you say when you were doing the recce and you were doing races along the way were you were you building up confidence in your own head that you were going to be able capable of doing it because like between we didn't really mention the fact i never mentioned the fact that, that like are you confident of doing the race because i can just see it in people usually whether they're naive mm-hmm. or not so like I'm not going to ask them that question before they do it. Um but mm-hmm. we, were you feeling confident or with the closer you got, were you feeling less confident? How was it going?
2: Certain things grew my confidence. Like I I, I was quite confident, but then sometimes when you do a recce, you're like, oh my god, but, you know, you do you do get a bit of doubt, you know. I remember the first time I ever did a recce, so the first time I went to Snowden, I went with my mate who's quite a good runner, and I just did us like the Horseshoe with a bit of extra, um, and it's like 12 miles. And he's like, Oh, we're only gonna do 12 miles. I was like, Yeah, be 12, and that took us like five, six hours. And that was a big learning curve. It was amazing, it had amazing weather got the best views. But that was like when I finished that day, I was like, I'm gonna be here. I was like, Fucking hell, actually, this is this is this is real, this is gonna be really tough. Like, you know, you think 12 miles, oh, that should take you couple hours you know a bit of elevation then you just then I yeah and i i was right oh my god but the, there was confidence things around i did some of those raw reckeys which i think you know are absolutely fantastic actually and good value for money and i felt like i was quite fit in those and strong in those so that does uh sort of like boost your confidence a little bit not that i'm competitive with people um, mm. but you just i thought you know and then you speak to other people and you see how long they've been training and stuff like that and i just thought actually yeah i'm doing all right actually and then i could just i could feel the fitness in the hills as well that's coming like i wasn't like i'm not a fast runner or, or anything but i just felt like i could just like any uphill i just felt like could power march like those sorts of things you know where you're just smashing hills and you're not getting out of breath and i was just like mm. and then smashing the descents and stuff like that that's when i sort of like started to get the confidence of actually yeah you you can do this as long as you keep moving i think that's the key point in this race it doesn't doesn't always matter whether you're moving at 1 mile an hour or like 6 or 7 like you just fucking move at whatever you can and don't stop you know yeah so yeah i i did get confidence confident as it came along but then i always had a massive respect for the race you know when you go for a goal like like the dragon's back with my running history i know that there's there is a chance and you have to, I believe you do have to accept that, that you might not finish this race. There's like a high chance of mm. you not finishing this race, to be fair. Did you
3: have, um, like going into it, did you have, did you start to worry about anything in particular?
2: As in on the, keep going Watch right. my camera. Yeah. Now, yeah. Is that my... on the keep event going. or before?
3: No, like say in the weeks leading up to it, like, apart apart from, I know you had some, some shins grumbling, but just getting a bit closer to the event, did you start to worry about anything?
2: Only the shin thing. I just thought I've had two years of solid training, no niggles, nothing. Looked after myself, did good load management, you know, rested, recovered, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously the shin thing came along, which obviously just made me sort of not bed bound, but there was no running. Roughly about mm. ten days before the event, which isn't the best because that event's such a steep incline, then of a spike, isn't it? So, you, so like that first day, my body's going, what, what is this? You didn't run for ten days, you know, and mm. then that first day is like it's hard, wasn't it? It's like because I remember yeah. you, when
3: you were speaking to me, it was like, and I'm going, just don't run, mate. But I know, at the same time, it's hard to say someone before like ten days out you from to not run at you? all yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um but you're gonna yeah you're gonna recondition yourself pretty quickly on day one I was thinking (laughs) yeah (laughs) like in all honesty like because it's a long slow climb on day one isn't it you consistently people forget how much you're actually climbing for a long period of time so you're not Mm. really you're not you haven't got any long downhills for a while so it's just like right let's get you get you to that point fully rested at that Mm. uh, kind of rather than Mm
2: risking too much yeah um i think as well yeah it was good mate uh, gone sorry i was gonna say like no go on tapering has to taping probably tapering probably has to be viewed differently with that sort of stuff i don't know with dragon's backs it's not like a single event guns blaze and let's go it's actually Mm. you know you when you're on day one you, you probably know you've got to think about day six and stuff like that haven't you so actually it's yeah that probably did like obviously resting it probably did do me actually what i needed because i know in the last few blocks of like last few months of training before the drugs but i had like reckeys that were a bit close to each other and you know and that wasn't always it wasn't optimal should we say you know i had like certain things that were just a bit too close to my liking because the thing about the reckeys as well if you're doing like say three back-to-backs of roughly you know 20 milers that's that's like a little mini event isn't it in a way
3: yeah, you were I think you did the got the most out of your training that you could without pushing it too mm-hmm. far. And like you say, that showed in just yeah. towards the end, you got a little bit of tendonitis essentially, but it it wasn't too it wasn't too much. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I think you I think you were, you did the best that you could with the training, mate. Going into it, like when you stood in Conroe Castle, like I've been there twice now, like <laughs> What time does it start? Six now, seven, something like that Six in the morning now, on the yeah. Monday. Yeah. So when you're standing out on that start line and, and you've got like the old boys singing the Welsh choir, like, how were you feeling then? Were you ready to go or were you, was you
2: twitching a little bit? <laughs> I just wanted to get on with it, to be fair. I felt that in the week before, like, and the weeks prior actually i was just like oh come on get it you know just like let's just go let's just go it's not until it's nice it's like a nice moment that you can take in but it's quite blurred but just because you i think you actually feel like you're actually in the event when you're moving and then when you get to lynn ogwin yeah you're like and it was the heat was obviously beating down there and it's in that valley like it's Mm -hmm. just always seems to be humid and you just sit down for two minutes and you just see like people in bits people smashing it people eating people got their feet out like it's like quite a busy pit stop isn't it because there's so many people still in the event so it's just like and i'm just like i've just got to get out of here because it's just too much (laughs) and actually i should have probably stayed there a little bit longer and just like chilled out a little bit and ate ate some more food because before you know it you know you're Climbing up, tripping, which is quite, it was just hard that day. You know?
3: You're thinking, well, yeah, it was, yeah, everyone will have seen it probably that's remotely (laughs) interested in this podcast, but it was hot, wasn't it? So, Mm. yeah i've I've climbed up trivan in the heat and it's just those boulders are usually like cold to touch Or all of a sudden the heat's bouncing off them and then you know you've Mm. got to drop down and go back up into the glitters and all of a sudden you've got like Mm. hours of feeling feeling it there's no shade um maybe a little Mm. bit of shade when you go up to the glitters on that stick but then it's fucking steep as hell and you're clambering around and you're thinking i I need to eat but all of a sudden you're at that point where your stomach's thinking i don't want to eat now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like yeah like you, and then you're thinking like you said yeah that that's when you know you're in the event and you're only in halfway through day one or something
2: <laughs> yeah it's like yeah my, sorry Gary, my um talk yeah can you yeah yeah you got you. sorry it was up on my yeah then oh, yeah,
3: yeah how did they go one overall, and can there you go got you got
2: me yeah I got, got yeah all right.
3: go on yeah, sorry, day one how say? did like some day some day one up for me
2: um what the fuck have i got myself into um <laughs> wicked day though like as in got to Lynn ogwin been like I always wanted to get there around the five, six hour mark, you know, because I know that the back end of that day, past then, is just a slow going ground. So mm. got there. Before I got actually got in even to the checkpoint, I jumped in Linogwin, sat there for a couple of minutes, just literally just thought, why not? In you know, Yeah. How'd you get in there? You know, like the lay by that's on the right. Yeah,
3: what you got over there and yeah. went. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just got over there, sat in there, and then went to the checkpoint. Check, sort of my Let life out. I just thought it was so hot. You know, you're on that tarmac road, that road that just doesn't end until you hit the that checkpoint. No. And um, I yeah, just just got in there, then sort of myself all, out. You're not on holiday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I got I got to like the, that checkpoint with like. Well, under time, if you, do you know what I mean? So I was just like, I'm just going to yeah. cruise this. And then. It's absolutely freezing in that lake as well. I bet that was a nice
3: shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and then got onto Triffin and I was like, I just started feeling sensations I've never felt before while being out um, of like moving. Um, I just felt hot, quite nauseous, stopped every few minutes, you know, like. A few steps, take a breather, sit in the shade because there's still bits of shade of rocks. It was, would have been like half eleven-ish while I'm climbing triffing. So a certain bits you can still hide. Then I just saw my mate who I did some wreckies with come out of nowhere, and I just jumped on with him and just stayed with him. And he was sort of feeling the same way. And then actually, when I got into camp on day one, I spoke to loads of people, and they're like, "Yeah, I was like, they were like, yeah, we was all dying. People were vomiting." A lot because you think you've just done that checkpoint and the biggest issue of that is like obviously loads of people scoff tons of food so mm. and then they're climbing Triffin, which probably i'd say would you say that's the worst climber that day yeah probably isn't it yeah for sure
3: yeah i've never so, had a both times i've done dragons back i've yeah felt awful going up it i don't know what it is and i like you know i've been done other races other days on trivan and absolutely Flown yeah. up it the same way. I say flown yeah. up it, but felt great on it and felt strong. And twice now I felt like, felt horrible by the time I got to the top. But yeah, it's
2: just It's probably the fact that like you've it, done think. like twenty miles as well, only not you? That's the sometimes to forget like you almost forget that when you go and recce triffing most times you park at the bottom and that's your fresh legs going the up main, actually on dragon. Th- but th- the th- main one. thing
3: is The main issue is, I think, for most of it is that you forget, well, some people forget that they've just come off Penrol Wen, which is like over a thousand metres down to the lake. And that's the first time you've done a long sustained downhill and it is one of the longest downhills and it's runnable. And then you hit the road, which is another what half a mile of running and then yeah then you have, some people have a full-on meal and then they go right off we go crack on up it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's when most people yeah. would be ending their day if it was a run <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: yeah. And it's like, so, unfortunate i knew a lot of people that didn't make that day because of that like at that point like triffin was like the, the last straw for them you know
3: yeah i mean in reality mate if triffin on day one cannot your last draw of the dragon's back otherwise yeah you, mm. you needed more time to train that's a mm. that's the bottom line really um how did um so how did recovery go because i know you in the build up you had you'd done the three-day uh silver event was it what do they call
2: it yeah that's a fantastic event the great lakeland three day yeah really The good great Lakeland. Yeah. you've
3: done i remember we talked about that just to get used to doing your admin stuff like that mm. very similar in mm. terms of getting up and going out and running the mountains so were you could you relax on day one could you did you sleep fine in the night
2: how was it did you how did that bit go um camp admin not too bad for like obviously been in the military stuff like that so like all that stuff came relatively quite easy you know just sort yourself out sort your kit out and then obviously feet up and eat and stuff like that but there was like like I think, and everyone felt this like on day one where we just came in and it was like we was all like, like we were like zombies. Like there was like death stares going. Like we were all just fried. Do you know what I mean like uh, it was like we all came in and we were just like, what you know? Like we we're just like all zombies. And then I I um yeah like I remember Barry coming in at like ten to ten and he just comes into the tent and I'm laying down and he's like. Like do you know, what I mean? like you just seen uh, someone get shot. You know, we were all like that when we first got in there because we were just like, I think there was like a mass. The heat just made everything so difficult that day, you know. And it was just like we were all just like it. I think in shock, and I think the, most people in the camp could say that about day one. I think, yeah, that because I'd say out of all the out of all the days, that's probably the worst day for it to be really hot because of just the ground as you know it's like bouncing off the stones and stuff like that and then um typical me just took some painkillers that had caffeine in so i was just up all night just like looking at the top of the tent buzzing my tits off like my legs and feet are going what have you just done uh yeah i had a mare the first night to be fair (laughs) just wired it's funny everyone everyone that's ever gone into
3: this that i speak to is like you can plan as much as you want, and then you'll go and make a dick move like that. <laughs> I mean, it's not a dick. You know what I mean? It's just like a small mistake, yeah. say. And yeah. it's oh, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Like you, like if you ever speak to Sai, he's just like he's baffled about how I make get to the end. Not the running part, just, just like the the admin side of things. Because I, I basically yeah. wander in the tent, fall asleep, wake up, my shits everywhere. Don't leave Like, yeah. When you have to go and check your bag in, I don't know if you heard this story, it's like every day I'd forgotten something in the tent and he'd have to either yeah. give it to me or I'd be back. Like one day I forgot my forgot my day bag. I was like checking out or you know, like giving my bag in, and it was like he's doing like Sai was like, You're missing something because he comes in. I was like, What you're It's like didn't even have my actual running back. It's like <laughs> trying Did to leave it out. <laughs> Oh, it's just every every single day there was something that like I couldn't find mm-hmm. something, it was just I'm I was unorganized, but then I had my set routine, which I I which yeah. done, which anyone who su- succeeds in finishing, like you'll know, I bet you will have had your set routine and then everything yeah. else might have been a bit chaotic.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah so as like, long as you're set, and, uh, people, yeah.
3: people overanalyze so much about every little thing yeah. that they're packing and all this kind of stuff. And in reality, as long as you get your food down you set your bed up and lie down even if you can't sleep because your mind is running even if you lie down and let your legs rest that that is kind of
2: your routine right yeah and i felt i actually woke up on day two and i quite like day two i know that's like um like quite a hard day and stuff which it is but i you know i wrecked the whole day i just knew what was there and and there was a big there was a massive breeze so it's still really hot actually there's a massive brief which did help um but i woke up and i i didn't i didn't wake up because obviously i didn't go to sleep but when i first started moving in the morning because you all know right there's people getting up at three o'clock torches around mm. banging around like and I'm, I'm just thinking in my head, like, are your feet that bad that you have to wake up at three what why why are you getting up i just didn't get it but um so yeah when i i suppose packed my stuff away and walked around the couch i was like I feel good you know i feel all right for someone who has not slept a wink I-, I felt all right good to go to be fair fortunately day two
3: was pretty was was all right wasn't it you made good progress through day two which is yeah. when you go through the rhinox and stuff um yeah it's yeah i mean yeah it was very hot but arguably like you with your background and everything, I was confident that you'd manage the heat okay. It's when it becomes, mm. if there was a storm and everything up there, it's like that eats into people's time. And, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say I was following the tracker 10 hours a day, but, yeah, every time I checked in, it was like, yeah, James making good progress, mm. making good progress. It was mm. never, it was, it just seemed like you had a, a good solid day, if I'm honest. Is that how it was? Obviously, you go in 70-odd K, yeah. <laughs> whatever
2: it is, but it seemed pretty solid. Yeah, and it felt, what was quite good about that day is the only thing that hurt a little bit was, like, my feet, just, like, certain blisters developing, but I didn't have the issue with my knee. The knee sort of thing crept in on day three and then just got progressively worse. So I was still just really enjoying it, you know, like, just just gliding through all the things, and I knew, and it's always nice, like we
1: said, The best in class all in one robot vacuum for only $799.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
2: About the records earlier, being on that familiar ground, that's like, I think that is a massive advantage. Oh, this is in, do this, do that, you know, and then taking the line, is it to Diffus, that one? That just, is that how you say it? Diffus, yeah. Yeah, that diff- one, diff- you Diffus, know, yeah. I think that's probably like when I, I think because I only really took shortcuts on what day two and three, but that's like the best. That for me, that's the arguably the one you noticed the most on because there were people mm. running much because better. Because you can see people on that shit ground up to the left, usually, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah. and they're looking at you like,
3: <laughs> and then they look at you and they he's, he's going into no a bomb. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good one,
2: that one. That's the one. Yeah, and it just gives you a. It's like a like a little morale booster. Up, you know?
3: But then you, you just have to. You, know. you see them there, and then you have to go. Fuck me! I'm gonna have to put my foot down here because if I come up there, because you can watch each other. If I come up there behind them, then they have the last laugh, don't they? It's like not that you want. It's it's not that competitive in that way. But I remember it's not seeing. Competitive. Someone and going, I'm gonna oh, yeah. have to. I'm gonna have to get there for my own. Like just so I don't look i a, a dick now,
2: basically. yeah so yeah and then you've got quite that nice that quite a nice descent off that like that's a mega view isn't it because like if you turn around you're in ogs and you've got like to the right you've got the beaches and stuff and then you've got the wood block Mm. that you're sort of heading towards down that descent's all really nice and then you just got the the typical which was like a part of every day really just the the slog back to camp the like low flat ground that's like i should be smashing this but I don't want to and then you you don't and then you nearly come in at like nearly 10 o'clock that's <laughs> that sort of ground yeah but yeah but yeah no day two day two is good I like day two so when the knee started to play up on day three and day four what mm. we day did two start night to it came then? in sorry um yeah yeah it just felt like it's a classic a bit of swelling around to the side and the knee, just like overuse obviously on certain parts of day two, I just got too carried away of those descents really. And just had sort of had too much Mm. fun. Obviously that combined with, I feel like sometimes when you're in like an event like that, you do, you do a lot of movement in a real shortened range of motion, Like you never really flex and extend the knee properly. Do you know what I mean? It just, it's just like a little, little movement like that, instead of like going through the full range of motion at times. And yeah, so sometimes throughout the rest of the event it actually felt better to run at a faster pace than a little shuffle if that makes mm. sense because it was like you was actually just yeah. getting the joint moving properly so yeah. yeah just a bit of swelling yeah. just a bit of overuse when
3: you get when you get to day four and there's quite a lot more running kind of thing it's it almost feels like a relief doesn't it where it's, mm. it's kind of shouldn't Shouldn't feel like a relief that you have to run now, but actually it is a bit of a relief. Like in those mm. first three three days, let's say, what what was the biggest surprises you
2: had, if anything? What what surprised you more about the event? How much fluid? Uh, I've always been a big water drinker, so I was always carrying three liters. But actually, how much I was getting through? Well over ten liters a day. Mm. Like easy yeah. stopping in streams Jesus. still. Yeah, that's do you know what I mean. Yeah. That's like a lot of fluid, and I. I, I am one of those people that I'm not, a, a really, um, was it a salty sweater, but I do generally feel like I generally drink a lot of water a day anyway. So getting through that was mm. like, okay, but I, I noticed it if I stopped, if that made sense, like I'd have like a moment where I just forget to keep that routine going. I would definitely feel that straight away and to sort of feel that, Obviously, what well, by day three you're in a massive calorie deficit that you just can't claw back. Of like, if you miss the timings of your jails and stuff like that, I'd like my alarm watch going off every thirty minutes where I'd eat like a uh, cliff blocks and just easy carbs. But like, if I sometimes just missed that for whatever reason, I could almost feel the hunger pangs straight away. It was really, it was like, fucking no, nah, yeah. you are you are in a deficit right now, like so that's that's quite a rare fit that's a rare feeling for me to feel that like oh you're in a deficit (laughs) so yeah but um no real big i suppose um i thought i'd have more time in camp Hmm. those sorts of things time just runs away from you once i think just goes to day three yeah once you get to those 40 milers from day three onwards really it, it's like 40 and above the time is just gone. Like the first night on day one, I was quite sociable with people. I was just speaking to them, you know, having nice chats with like people I knew from the raw records. And then as the week went on, I just got more selfish and more efficient, and just remembered that that event. Mm. I'm here for this event, and it, and I, I I haven't got time to faff. You know, doing everything as quick as possible, yeah. like eating whilst looking at dragon mail. Yeah, cheers. You know, just like trying to just get everything refined and just just yeah trying To lie down as much as possible, essentially, D- did you get lots of dragon mail? Yeah, I've got lots of abuse. Yeah,
3: that would have been rubbish if you said no, nobody sent me anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: nobody said
3: it. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I, I, I sent you at least two or three, maybe. So he, he's gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it's, uh, it's funny though, as as the event goes on, you, like, you start reading it, and it's like you lose track of days or it feels like a lot longer since you spoke to that person or something and you're like and it's it might be one sentence and you're like oh my god thank you kind of thing it's like <laughs> it's yeah
2: tough. you I was thinking yeah you just get more vulnerable as for me and like more mm. you're just in the, the db bubble aren't you and you just you're just yeah. becoming more and it's more it's only fatigued. it's only at that
3: point really that's yeah. the only point apart from like because I never used to have my my, my phone signal on and stuff really when I'm when I'm on the day so when you get when you read the dragon mail stuff that's like the first time it reminds you that oh yeah there's people out there that uh, might be watching or following how you go in kind of thing and you kind of need that but it's a good boost because otherwise you're spending the days just you can really question like basically what why am I still going or any of that kind of stuff yeah if that was going to creep in you've got a nightly reminder haven't you actually no chance mate carry on that kind of thing yeah
2: yeah yeah it was quite nice like I'm I because they I don't know if they did this did you have Wi-Fi when you was there we had Wi-Fi and stuff like so I know it's it's literally
3: Oh, it's literally like a holiday camp now, mate. It's not even they, yeah. It's, not, it's even, not even a It's not, even, not, hard, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a hard yeah. session. Yeah. So, so like, they got what have they got? Helpful. chargers, the drying room, Wi-Fi yeah. now. I saw that you had smoothies on like day three or something. We had one on the last night. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: Yeah. Basically, like an all-inclusive yeah. holiday now. B- basically, <laughs> like an all very expensive. Uh. <laughs> yeah hiking trip no but that was quite helpful like getting certain messages off the missus like telling me like the messages she'd be receiving from the like the charity i raised money for and i was like oh, you know like yeah. the moment she like oh my god that's funny oh, that's amazing but like well, i'd never usually be like that but where like so as you get on through the week you're just more vulnerable like until you get yeah. that day 6 where you are just like i was just the swagger was back on day six like you know i mean i'm forgetting shit in my tent i'm just like yeah fuck it i don't need that i'm i'm going home you know <laughs> <laughs> especially after that day five god yeah so yeah that's um let's yeah, talk about day, day five
3: then because yeah otherwise we'll be here all day but day four again yeah pretty solid day
2: um I pretty solid day all. yeah yeah mm. Yeah. Dragged a little bit on those road sections, you know, my knee was like, yeah. I was resorting to the hike slash shuffle. So those last sections, which are actually mm. really nice when you got the sun, because you've got all these mad views, like through these valleys by like the Elam Valley, obviously. Um, and then yeah, it, took, it felt like forever to get back to camp, but that is the day where I got in, in daylight again, which was nice. That's, that's quite a nice feeling just that like, Oh God, it's still daylight. You know, you can go, in the stream without your head torch and stuff like that. That was quite nice. So yeah. I remember day.
3: saying to you and Barry and that beforehand about the long run into camp on tarmac and then seeing you go yeah. down it, I thought, is he all right? Is he just chilling or is he just knackered kind of chilling. thing? But I was like, I hope he's chilling and taking on my, or just remembered yeah. the fact that it's a long downhill. Cause yeah. it is, that's yeah. messed up a lot of people's races, Mine included the first time,
2: to be honest. Yeah. Um, you, well, do you think that played into the feeling, knee yeah. playing up no because the knee was hurting by then already so it was like the, the knee thing is like i look at it as like a blessing and a curse because the mm. blessing is it lowers your intensity regardless because when it hurts you just have to slow down whereas if you didn't have that issue yeah. you know would i have pushed a lot harder would i have you know been been running a lot more and like could i have not finished the race because i could have just went too too hard too, too soon. So like, you know, I take the positive from the knee. It actually just, it slowed me down and the downhills. Yeah, that, that, that's a fast section that, but I couldn't push the downhills. Most of the time, my quickest times were flats and uphills. That's where I had to make time up, just like really mm. March uphills. I was overtaking people uphill. And then as soon as we got to the top, they were just like, just gazelling down. And I was just like hobbling, like yeah, some some creature just coming down off the off the hills. Yeah, basically like annoying. A, a big old van with the speed limits to motorway. I was probably like sapping the morale out of people on these uphills and they're like, Oh god, why does he find that so easy? And then they just see me on the down and it would just laugh, you know, take the morale back yeah. that I've sapped off them. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at him. Yeah. So I and I knew about the there's that there's moments of the days where you know, you are in within that cutoff, right? So when as soon as I ever felt that I knew not to get complacent, or take the piss, but I knew you're finishing this day. So there's no stress. Now, it's just literally preserve yourself for the next day. Because I feel like for me, my two biggest days that I was always like had a worry about was day three. And day five, just because of the mm. length and the elevation and the grant, like they're just, they've always been quite the two. No, well, day three was the the hurdle in the five day event, wasn't it? That was always the one. And then now yeah. the recent additions, it's day, it's day, day three and five, day you know? five. So, yeah. Yeah. Day five is the the one, right. But yeah, day five, what a day, Um, to experience the Brecon beacons in that heat was obviously not the best at times, but the views that you got, you know, like were phenomenal to see, to see that sort of ground like that. Um, the first day where I actually had to chase a bit, of, um, got worried about, about timings and the first day was where I had to chase cutoffs, something I've never experienced before. So that was like, that was actually quite fun. You know, looking at my, looking at the map, looking at recommended time, I always wanted to get in in the recommended, not at, not near the cutoff. Yeah. Makes sense because they they do it now. out. Because I think if you do that, then you're always safe for the ten o'clock time. Obviously, this event had actually another thing that this event had it was obviously the heat allowances. So mm, on so yeah. from day two, you could come in like say ten twenty nine, and you wouldn't be dropped. So they had you had what do you have up to thirty minutes? yeah yeah
3: yeah famous again so just, the way just like making, smart, making
2: it
0: actually.
2: easy for them. Um... yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was quite smart yeah. about that though was as in you still had to come in before the cutoff so say if the cutoff was two o'clock yeah you had to come in say um five to two, and then you could have half an hour, you didn't have to leave the checkpoint yeah. straight away. Does that make sense? If someone came in at five past two, they weren't they didn't have 25 minutes, they were pulled, then no, that no. made sense. That was like the yeah, I suppose still got to make then oh, yeah, because
3: yeah. otherwise it's yeah, you're not changing a the cut off, then or you really you're just yeah, you've got a break essentially, it's just safety, yeah, it? That, that kind of thing,
2: yeah, and yeah. I. Probably should have on day five probably should have took more time at the checkpoints, but I still personally wanted to come in before the 10 o'clock. You know, that's, that was my. You definitely shouldn't goal. have took like, more time. Cause... <laughs> I I, <know. laughs> I got in at like eight minutes too. So so I sat there yeah, watching I, with
3: five minutes to spare and then you wandered over. So you definitely, you definitely didn't waste any time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely, ha- yeah. Ha- yeah. Yeah. But day five, what's cool, like I was saying about the cutoffs, like I was worried about, oh, I'm going to miss this, you know, um, the first support point and it was just like something had taken over me. I just put my headphones in, put some bangers on all pain just left. And I just smashed everything like overtaking people yet again, smashed the uphills and I, and I'd get in, right. To these, these, the support point, the first water one, no, it's the main support point. Yeah. Cause it's like halfway, isn't it? Yeah. You think, yeah, you yeah. think it's that road there, but it's not, you've got one more climb, then it's the road. Um, mm so that confused everyone as well because we all ran to the bottom thinking yeah support points in we're like oh shit we've got a climb and then a the descent and it's the next road and then i got in and i was like oh you've got an hour till the cutoff was off oh, so I, like pushed but yeah again like i say like me doing that got me in before the 10 o'clock cut off right so it's still yeah. a win. five minutes no faff refill water dip your hat get moving straight away again and then I thought, um, you know, I was going to miss the um, the penny pass cutoff, but then got into that with within forty five minutes, spare. But that was quite fun. That was yet again like it was just like little adrenaline rushes that were just quite fun. I've never mm. ever, ever experienced that. Um, And then obviously I yeah, just made that slog off um, up story arms. No, it is the story arms pass, not penny pass. It was story arms. Sorry, story arms. Checkpoint. No. Um yeah going up to penny fan and then that descent is that that's the one where I just I probably lost about three hours on that descent off penny fan I was just like yeah, yeah. Mate, it was just like I'd have been I'd have been safer come down in a in a wheelchair on that like yeah it's just like making all sorts. that's what I was like last year
3: halfway through day five that's when my that's when I picked up the shin injury and yeah every step was like couldn't really lift that foot off off the ground It was mm. like shuffling mm. up. And then, mm. like like you say, as soon as you go off Penavan and it's up and down, it's like that's the worst place not to be able to lift your leg properly. And I'd gone from yeah. being wherever I was to all of a sudden I don't know if I'm going to get in it because it's going dark and stuff. And I knew what was to come. Down you go, yeah. you go alongside the the like the little waterfalls and river, but it's through mm. the through the woods and it's it's easy. You can go off track there, can't you? It's like it was, mm. and and I saw lots of people around that point and I think just hoping that people make it down without taking a wrong turn down there because you can easily do it
2: mm. yeah and then I actually that's what I thought sort about of this the 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 third adren- adrenaline rush was like it was just the thing that I lost so much time on that day was just the descents like and they're quite some of them are quite harsh obviously before the wood block you've got that descent haven't you? and then you go into the flat Mm. a flat field for a bit and then you get to the waterfalls and i got to the waterfalls looking at my time i was like right i've got to really dig deep here had to overtake the mateys i was with like we just stuck together for a little bit i was like yeah i'm just going now and i just sort of just turned into some Monkey down that bloody river and just got on that road and then just started eight minute miling like there was nothing to it, just yeah. thinking, God, no pain, got in, then like all the pain's back. As soon as I know I'm within the cutoff, like, oh, thank God for that. So, yeah, that was that's a long old day, that but a good day to be fair.
3: As soon as you finished that and you knew you'd made the cutoff and everything, were you? and and you start feeling a bit painful were you did you allow did you allow yourself to think right it's doable now i'm probably going to be okay or was it yeah was I it think like, that, oh shit! i've just nearly missed a cut off
2: no i think i think you can really i don't know if anyone's not made day six it's still 40 miles i know it's i know it's um i think they
3: have yeah i think they have been, probably has off been like six. someone
2: who's yeah. probably had a real bad injury and it's literally yeah like, exactly yeah um, but I, I, did feel like an air of confidence after getting in that day. And I think f- you could see mm. that the, um, the relief in all the people that are still there, like the most eerie thing mm. about day five was obviously us, uh, like back of the pack, mid pack runners, were the only people at the six o'clock start, so like, there's like 10 yeah. of us and you're like that we're all silent. We're all nervous. And we're like, wow, this is the only day where you feel like god we're the survivors you know because obviously the faster people <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're strolling out at 7 aren't they you know so like um that that was quite a weird start on day 5 there was only a, like a few of us and we we're all like looking dead but when we got in that night and you saw people that were eating you know morale was high but you definitely saw some mm-hmm. people that were absolutely broken from that day like the way that they were just like mm. looking at their food you see you just see and you sort of see people don't you over the week just become like people are losing pounds per day off. Yeah. Like if you've got someone who's naturally slim, like that person can go from like, like slim to looking like really skinny at the end of yeah. like day five and you just seen them eat and they're like, they're like just looking at their food, like, you know, you know, like, but yeah, there was definitely, a good feeling about coming in on day five because i just knew you can walk you can power hike tomorrow i don't care what time i finish Mm -hmm. i know you can just you can just get that day done and there were sections like on day six where i jogged quite for quite a while had good fun and then as soon as i start getting into that it's it's strange isn't it because you
3: go in and out of sorry mate it's strange because you go the, the start of the day is pretty similar to all the other days you know like i said hopefully you get a sunrise or whatever when you go towards the top and you start descending mm. it's not a massive hill but hike up and mm. run down and then all of a sudden you're going in and out of t- villages or towns and yeah i remember going through a bloody park run and stuff and you're like what it's yeah. like you go in, in and out really of civilization refreshing. all of a sudden
2: yeah. yeah it's like it's actually really the new scenery is actually really refreshing isn't it people are like you, mm. you you sort of it's like the perfect taper into normal life again a little bit because you see mm. people and you see like like just people in shops you are like, oh my god what's that oh that oh, that's that thing a co-op you know like you did these things that you've forgotten <laughs> like because you're like you've just done this long long week on no sleep and then you're like oh my god i forgot about those shops you know and yeah, yeah it's quite it's quite a nice way or back so in someone to, will stop you and go
3: God, where have you all come from? And you're like,
2: I can't be asked to explain it <laughs> Conway, yeah, castle. Yeah, I,
3: where? Yeah, Conway Castle. i huh? castle. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, day six has got actually quite a nice ending because um it's it's funny how the mind worked, right? As soon as I knew I was like within a mile of that castle, you know, my body just started going, this is it, mate. Everything started season, it was just like it is, it is quite funny and i just yeah just hobbled in over the line but it's yeah it's it's a nice way to end actually in the cut in the card of castle so it's good so did yeah. you have any extra pressure on finishing this year oh yeah i forgot oh yeah I nearly forgot like <laughs> probably the moment there didn't i yeah no um I suppose, yeah, I can't... Yeah, I don't think I'd... Um, Hannah would be my fiance now if I had to pull out or something, you know? I, don't, I think we'd have to wait for the holiday we'll go on next week. <laughs> did plan this Dragon's back, but uh, I didn't make it. Yeah, that was a little J- bit of James a
3: James finished, ran over the line and went straight onto one knee and proposed. And arguably, that's more pressure on Hannah than it is on you, I think. Like, what girl's going to say no?
2: <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just... Mate, I'm just such an unselfish guy. I still made dragons back about her, you know? So that's the most important thing. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a natural pressure. Um, Hang on. Gary, go on, carry on. Have you Is your camera drops Bluetooth go, to my on. phone Then in the end of my phone, <laughs> I I don't looking, look at phone at you're blind and that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that was uh, a bit of a pressure, but to be fair, like, all those things like the charity you know you know all the external pressures you can let get into your head like your friends you know not letting people down the charity um like carrying the they, ring the proposal they don't they <laughs> they um they actually you just learn to block that out and you just realize it's actually just you just got to do what you got to do to get to the end you know i don't you know there wasn't moments where i'm thinking oh my god i've gotta carry this ring. I have to finish for this ring. I just, you know, just like, where did you had to just get on with it? Where did you carry the ring? That's all the people have asked me.
3: And I said, I'll ask him when I speak to him on the podcast,
2: but like, where did you carry main, the,
3: uh, the engagement ring?
2: Um, the engagement ring I carried, it, I had it in my main drop bag with my, uh, first aid kit. Then on the last day, I put it in my halfway bag, drop point bag, sorry, the small one, and then just no way it up. So you had to remember to get it at halfway? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. That stuff is easy, though, to be (laughs) fair. Like, like I said, because because like, and people said this to me, like, because I knew a few people that were working and stuff like that. I can't believe how good you look like, like, wow, you look, you look right, you know, you don't look. And I just put that down to like, literally where this knee, you know, just pulled the intensity from obviously there were elements of day five where I was just like, you know, climbing up a hill and just what the fuck is going on here? But like, cause that knee just stopped me pushing as hard as I probably would have liked to, which could have been at my detriment. Like I've said already, like that, you know, my cognitive functions and stuff like that were fine. So when I was getting into camp, you know, I was smiley, I was chatting to people. I was like, how you doing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's just because the knee just slowed me down so much that actually, You know, my heart rate, if I look at my heart rates across the day, they're working at a much lower rate than most people, you know? Mm. So, like I say, blessing and a curse. So, yeah.
3: What was it like, um, like you say, that running... Because I've done it twice now and still haven't run into that castle. (laughs) So (laughs) Sorry, mate. First year, obviously, just... When it was five days, it just finished in a random field in an old school, didn't it, outside of Cardiff. And then last year... Obviously, we couldn't use the castle because of the bloody queen. So, like, yeah. (laughs) um, So, what was it like running? How does it work? You would literally run straight into the middle of the castle, and that's the finish line. Or do you finish before the castle? Because yeah
2: i'm interested it's so. in the castle actually it's quite it's quite um a magnificent finish as in like it's it's like do you know what you you're you're in you're going through this lovely park bear in mind it's sunny there's loads of people you know clapping mm. you on blower blah, blah. and then you go through that like big sort of door obviously that's open um and then you like enter like what seems like a mini festival like you're you're running towards the finish line and then there's a there's a stage there's a photo bit there's the bit you sort your kit out there's like um burger vans stuff like that and it's like i get in there and i am so done i'm just like in my head turn that music down give me on my trophy yeah. i want to go home but then you have to wait on the presentation yeah, it was like, it was like that. There was Pete, there was so many people there, obviously, people congratulating, you and I was just like, I just was like a bit spaced out. because I was just like, I when I got in finished that line, obviously got on the knee. And then after that, he was like, I just need to grab my stuff, give myself a baby whitewash, get changed, I just need to get out of here. But then you had to wait around and mm-hmm. like, you feel the hunger coming in. And you're like, Oh, my God, it come on, give me my trophy on the go, out, you know, because loads of people traveled up. So I wanted to go in, go out and eat with them, which by the mm. time I got the trophy, they all had to leave anyway. So I didn't even get to do that. So I just <laughs> went back to the hotel yeah. and had a bath, but so, yeah, so, but it was like that literally a sensory overload. It was like, it's quite bloody overwhelming to be fair, but it is, a it's if I was uh, say feeling a bit fresher, you know, I'd probably would have took that in a lot better. It is quite, it's a good, it's a good ending. Hopefully, third time lucky. Maybe Gary, you'll get it. Yeah, I'll just get. I think I'll just get a day ticket when I go and watch the rugby. Match, <laughs> just go. Just go. Just go, go <laughs> there. W- watch uh, other people come in. It seems like a better idea, do not it? Let's be honest.
3: Been to Cardiff about yeah. hundred times and never been in that castle. So yeah, yeah. I'll, think I'll go one yeah, day. Yeah, no, it's it's
2: it, yeah, it's a good finish. A fantastic event, I would say. Um, uh personally, like if you're. How much did you raise
3: for charity and which charity was it
2: Um, i mean i know but everyone else over just over six grand simon says bereavement uh charity it's for like children obviously that have like lost their parents and stuff like that um so yeah but just over six grand actually which is good we've called them out mate isn't it was it was that like you say was that kicking you on at
3: certain points, or was it just like,
2: That's so, like a... yeah definitely like there was because um it's what's like I don't think people understand about that event it's actually quite stressful if you have a partner at home that event as well
1: because mm.
2: they've got like they're dot watching you they've got excuse me people messaging them all the time how's he getting on da, da, da. so actually it's quite stressful for my Mrs but like what was quite nice is like she yeah obviously chatted to one of the girls at the charity quite a lot. And then there was like, uh, she messaged her. I think, I think it was after day three, saying, oh, like how much James has raised now supports like 29 children for two years. And I was just like, quite taken back by that. I was like, got that nearly, mm. you know, who's chopping onions in here? I was like, God, yeah. yeah, So that was like quite, that was one of those moments where you just feel like, God, yeah, come on. You can just, you can just put yourself through this. But yeah, yeah. It, that, it reminds that, you that, that people about, will actually. get behind you as well. Like people
3: get behind you yeah. and support you, and and mm. and that kind of thing. It's a nice reminder sometimes. Like like mm. you say, like I now more as a coach than a runner because when I was doing the stuff that you're doing, say like going into these things, not naive, but hadn't really experienced people following me and stuff before. There wasn't really tracking, so mm. yeah, it was super. Like Charlotte would. Like my wife would be either, before we had kids, she would be the one that would come to the events and be the support. But it'd be a case of mm. like my mum and maybe her parents texting her. Whereas ne- now, if I go off and do dragons back or everything, she doesn't really she doesn't track me through the day or anything. She just <laughs> she just mm. she'll get the odd update and just. Mm like trust the fact that it'll be all right. Cause like you say, it, otherwise it can get really stressful with, cause she, especially mm. when I was running like the local groups and the things like that, everyone becomes your friend and I'd be going and doing yeah. events and she'd be getting like tens of messages. How's Gary? And they don't know, do they? They don't know anything more than no. the next person. But, you, and then you as the runner, you're worrying about them as a the supporter. So you kind of have to figure yeah. out a way to take that stress and tracking does mm. that to a certain extent but it also could give give people more stress because i imagine mm. like because i spoke to briefly but on day five when you're like a kilometer out or whatever and, and the track has stopped but what it i stops, realized it, is that, that every everyone had stopped so there was like a black spot and i was thinking well yeah. his has stopped i was trying to figure out when did it stop when when did it click in and like, i think he'd be, he'll be all right as long as he doesn't basically go wrong from this point but yeah. kind of things but if you just if you were just tracking james say and you didn't have anyone else's on yours is stopped and time's ticking that's when people start panicking or if it's like yeah half an inch off the actual red line in like yeah kilometer 29 on day two or something and you've got people
2: messaging you are you okay it's like
3: <laughs> yeah, fine, mate.
2: <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just stroll in. I'm like, my mate's waiting for me on day five. And yeah. One of my best mates, Alex, he popped up and I'm just like having a chat with him and that, you know, and he's like, oh, God. And he he's none the wiser because he can't get signal. So he doesn't know that. Yeah. He knows I'm cutting it fine because it's near 10 o'clock. He's like, oh, you're just cutting it fine. But he's not going through like what other people are because they're there with the tracker, but he can't see that. They're there with the tracker yeah. thinking, oh, my God. But I remember last year when I was um following you and like sam and that i remember that spot is a dead spot it's exactly the same for you guys last year because yeah there's oh, like yeah. bits and i was looking at you at that day and i was, um it was like th- there was a point you know sometimes i remember it, actually i looked at you um at the story arms and it didn't update and it was like I was like, "Oh my God, he's not—he's never getting there." And then it just went—the—the the, yeah. bit went, just went. I was like, "Oh thank God, yeah!" You know, it just—it just, it just goes—it just cuts across yeah. the neck, straight, straight line. And I was like, "Oh, thank God for that." because yeah I checked either that hasn't. or you see it
3: going down going down an a road and you're at like 70 miles an hour you're like, oh, that's not good <laughs>
2: that's, like, that's, what, that's what I was looking when I saw Simon's Simon did that didn't it? on day yeah. five I was like oh no shit he's got yeah. he's not you're doing yeah, the walk of shame on. back down yeah yeah, yeah. so but, yeah. would you do
3: it again uh, mate or would you
2: is it onto uh, onto different things it's obviously I don't mean events. you have to do it next year but no um it's it's on to different events, you know, i wanna do a few 50 milers, I will do some other events that um, around like the lakes, some stuff in North Wales again, and I just want to do the training as like what I advise clients, you know, step by step over time. Um, and then, yeah, I probably would do that event again, to be fair, in a few years, um, just get more yeah. mileage in the legs, get, 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 better more confident but i, I probably i definitely w- would work it i think that'd be quite an experience I'd, i think i'd quite enjoy that mm. um and I, yeah i probably would do it again because it's quite i feel like it's a very unique event the things that you do in that event like compared to i suppose other ultras but it is different to have ultras isn't it at the end of the day that's so it is going to be like yeah. that but i think it's definitely a um a great event for people to do and if people I don't think a lot of people know this that I know obviously it's expensive and I know that a lot of people um you know it's expensive for a race like so you if you work it you basically get credits to use on that event. I don't think a lot of people know that. So like if you work Cape Wrath, yeah you know, you earn enough credits to do Cape Wrath. If you work Dragons back, you earn enough credits to do dragons back and have, and maybe have a little event so it's just good for people to know but I, yeah i would definitely probably do much that harder event. than running it though mate <laughs> it yeah, done, done, it, oh, yeah. some yeah. of those jobs yeah some of those jobs caught they look more tired yeah. than like the worst yeah. bl- the worst tired bloke who's on who's on the, the actual event yeah. yeah did you um so before you go give us
3: like in a try like, give us a paragraph maybe of if for anyone that wants to survive the dragon's back what would be like you, what stands out to you like the, the things that you did well
2: that got you mm. through it okay give yourself enough time for the event like i you know how long have you been running um already um i definitely think most people that don't finish this event granted like the heat changes the game for a lot of people because the heat can take out a lot of experienced runners as well right so give you give yourself enough time um because i feel like people why do people sometimes should we say fail one because it's really hard probably what you're going to do but i think you know lack of preparation at times do the recce's do that sort of like in kind a of camping style as well. That's what we did, you know? So we would run from uh, a campsite to another campsite, just so you get good at that sort of admin, stuff like that. Um, be very accepting of the emotions you're gonna feel in that event. Like there was probably not really one moment where, okay, maybe on Triffin there was probably a moment where I thought, can I do this? And that was it because I, I, sort of conditioned my mindset over the time before that this is going to be really hard accept it and just keep moving and i feel like if you can sort of do that before event without it sounding wishy and washy just accept that how hard this event's going to be you know and mm-hmm. i think that makes it easier so when you are in that time of it actually being hard and you're out of breath and you're dehydrated and you feel like shit and you're tired You know, you just sort of have a word with yourself and go like, it's a privilege to be here. You've paid to be here. Just get on with it. And I found myself doing that a few times over certain days and times, you know, just having a word with yourself. Because, yeah, um, I don't know if there's any other points really. Um, Enjoy it. It's a great event. But for me, it's giving yourself the time. That's the biggest point is the time in the legs. You know, there's
3: thing that i always say to people in the group which is like don't don't overestimate what you can do short term and don't
2: underestimate
3: what you can do long term Mm. and that's pretty Mm. much what it is isn't it Like people can jump into it a little bit too soon maybe uh, and when it's going to be there in a year in two years in four years just give yourself some time just in case it's your one shot at doing it
2: yeah yeah like just just yeah get that volume in i think something like that anyway you know yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's just savage. For, for, savage nice for one, mate. me, a beginner. So yeah,
3: it's savage for everyone because right. like, you, you know, yeah. like you see Hugh at the front; he was obviously pushing it. If you speak to Sai when and in his best times, it's savage, isn't it? Because you're pushing yourself, yeah. No matter who you are, so whether you're pushing yourself, that's to the make cool thing about or it. pushing yourself near the front.
2: Yeah, that that's like the one thing you know I noticed about like when I speak to certain people like everyone's in the hole in that event, but everyone's at different stages, you know, the guys, mm. the Robin, the Hugh. you look at them. They look like you, but they're just moving faster. Do you know what I mean? And they're just working at a higher <laughs> intensity, you know, I don't know you <laughs> they, they, watching look...
3: different videos of yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they look pale and like the same as you and hot but like they're just going at like eight minute miles over this mad terrain <laughs> so yeah so, yeah right on that note mate i'm gonna wrap it up um because my ass has gone numb <laughs> <laughs> gary's glitchy bum
3: yeah thanks for that though it was good i i, I didn't ask you too much about the event because i knew i was going to speak to you so it was good to hear that it went well and uh Yeah, you had a great experience doing it, mate. Good. All right, mate. I will speak to you again soon. Thank you, mate.
2: Okay, mate. Thank you. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent
1: to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class, all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.